Okay, I'm still Ellen, a food addict, grateful for my recovery one day at a time. I've been abstinent for 33 years back to back. I'm maintaining 100 plus pound weight loss. Today is the most important day of my recovery. And I have to remember that every single day. And uh, what's funny is I thought I was going to be part of a panel uh, with people talking about literature. And I assumed somebody is going to share about the big book. So I'm not going to share about the big book. So I was searching around for what other literature was meaningful to me. And of course, all the literature is meaning, meaningful to me. But I am always pitching the tools of recovery. And um, there's an, a new abridged version you can download from the World Service Documents Library, um, but I have the pamphlet and I always share in meetings that if you use every tool every day, you cannot avoid being in recovery. And this is what I had to do when I came into program. First of all, I had a long history of um, suicidal depression and I was hospitalized for a long time when I actually did it, I tried to do it. And um, when I was in the hospital, there was a moment when all of a sudden my appetite returned. And appetite meaning had nothing to do with hunger. It had to do with desiring food in any amount. And I knew my heart sort of sunk that there was no point even in me being in this hospital because it had returned. I didn't know what it was, but it was my addiction. I didn't know it was a disease. I didn't know it had a name, whatever. When I finally, I survived eight more years of misery out of the hospital in counseling with no hope, nothing. I never shared about my food addiction because I didn't know there was a name to it. And I had found for many years that healthcare professionals were so helpful because they always told me to try this diet, exercise more, you know, hang out with friends of which I had none. Um, and, uh, you know, I could, that would help me. And of course that was like, I always felt when I tried to share about this thing that was in me, that I was in a lifeboat tethered to the shore. And as soon as I uttered the words of, I needed help because of, I was unhappy because I was overweight, they would do the same thing. They would say, try this diet, try this. And I felt like the rope to the shore had been cut, like just with a machete. And I was drifting out to sea in that lifeboat with no way of navigating, no oars, no nothing. And of course, the obviously was going to lead to death. And that's how isolated I was inside. Nobody knew that because I was such a happy social person, but I wasn't revealing my true self. I was always taking care of other people. When I came into program, it was because somebody else that I knew, my sister, who is now deceased because of this illness, um, 12 step me into the program. And I went looking for a higher power because that's all she talked about. And I just, I didn't understand what a higher power was, but I did what they told me in that meeting, which was keep coming back. And I understood, even though I didn't know what a higher power was, I understood that 
if I was going to continue to be alive, because I was already planning my next suicide, um, that I could not continue living the way I was living. It had to be different. And for the first time in my life, somebody told me how to make it different. And that was the tools of recovery. I don't have tools of recovery. And I used every tool every single day as if my life depended upon it because it did. I took that contact list that they had in every OA room I went to and I called those people. I just went down the list. I didn't know who I was calling. I didn't know what, you know, I actually called people who had stopped coming and some of them started coming again because I was reaching out and it, it showed them that they too could not know what was going on but have a desire to have a different life. And it was not about a diet and it was not about weight. And it was about how to be a human being, how to have relationships. I went to meetings, as many meetings as I could possibly go to. We, we didn't have video chats or any of that kind of thing. So I was limited to the meetings in my area, but thank goodness I was in uh, region seven at that time living in New Jersey is where I'm from. Um, and we had a meeting every single day. We had the tool of telephone. I literally used that as my lifeline. I just the name of our monthly magazine, my lifeline, because I did not know how to go from a single meal to another meal without eating compulsively. I was in such agony. I was on the phone at work with the, the telephone cord stretched all the way into the bathroom. And I would be crying, calling people I didn't even know. And I would hear, do you think you could be abstinent for 10 minutes? Do you think you can survive 10 minutes? And I would say, I think I can survive 10 minutes. And they would say, call me in 10 minutes. And that's exactly what I did. And it was like, did you get through? Yes, okay, call me again. I mean, literally people were understanding that my life depended upon recovery, that I could not continue living without recovery. I, I went to a meeting, my very first meeting, they were so wonderful and open and encouraging and sharing with me their plans of eating and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And when I went down into the parking lot, this meeting was held at a hospital and I got to my car in the parking lot. I sat there and I prayed that I would die going home because I knew I could never go on another diet. It was just not going to be possible. But I heard what they said and they said, keep coming back. And I heard what they said and they said, take a sponsor, another tool. And I saw someone in the rooms that was so vivacious and lively and positive and filled with energy and happiness. And they said, find someone who has what you want and ask them to be your sponsor. And I went up to her with so much dread because I just didn't know what was gonna happen. I asked her to be my sponsor. And to my horror, she said, yes because I had no idea what a sponsor was gonna to do to me. I had no idea what they were gonna make me do. And after that meeting, which was on a late Friday night, it was a huge meeting. She talked to me on the phone 
for about an hour and a half to help me to, um, find a plan of eating. And essentially she shared with me what she was doing and I just didn't understand how it was gonna be possible. But the next day I went to the grocery store and I did, it took me literally, I'm not kidding you, five hours to grocery shop because I read every single freaking package, every ingredient list, because I happen to follow a sugar-free, fat, flour-free and volume-free plan of eating, which has saved my life. It's not for everybody, but it's the only way for me. Um, and so I, and I have a disability with my leg. I could barely stand. I was like, you know, hunched over the shopping cart. I actually had to sit down on one of the shelves because I couldn't walk any longer. And then I got back up again and I went shopping. I got those foods. And that day I began my abstinence, which I have to this day. And the reason I have it to this day is this play, um, tools of recovery. I did not understand what the hell the literature meant. I read it, but I didn't get it. We had we didn't have OA literature then in the dark ages. We had the AA 12 and 12 and the AA big book. And I read those, you know, as my lifeline. Every meal, I read those because I did not know how, again, to have a meal, you know, one meal to stop eating to stop eating and wait until there was another meal. That unbelievable distance away, four hours. How was I going to live for the next four hours? Well, at home, I used the tool of writing. We didn't even have workbooks. We had, we had these questions that the, the local OAers came up with, which took me through the first three steps in the, 12, the AA 12 and 12. And I wrote, I answered questions every single day. And it was answering those questions that made me understand personally how this literature that seems so foreign applied to me. And I know that in reading the AA 12 and 12, the second step, the hoop's a lot wider. The hoop you have to jump through is wider than you think. That image made it possible for me to remain in recovery. I knew I could hold on to that freaking hoop and walk over because I couldn't jump. <laughs> Walked over. And had it not been for the questions and the process of writing, I never would have seen how that was relevant to me in my recovery. Um, service. I gave service from my first time I was asked, even though I thought I couldn't do it even though I didn't know I was already giving service by rearranging chairs, by going to meetings, by talking to other newcomers, by sharing at every single meeting I went to, every single meeting my sponsor told me to share. And she said, you're expressing experience, strength, and hope when you express your agony and your suffering, but explain how you're continuing to seek recovery and be abstinent. And I have given and continue to give every form of service that I can, especially reaching out to newcomers. I just attended the World Service Business Conference as the delegate for our little two meeting intergroup in Mexico. Um, and that's a fabulous service, but my biggest service is just showing up, sharing and encouraging others to do so. Um, so, an action plan. That's the newest tool. And I, I, I have never understood why the tools aren't in alphabetical order. But anyway, they never have. 
and I guess we've survived with them not being in alphabetical order the way they should be, according to me. But, oh, anonymity, anonymity. Thank you, Lord, for anonymity, especially in a town in Mexico here where you see everybody in the town, every English speaking person every single day. And that I get to, I break my own anonymity all the time. That is my way of carrying the message, but nobody else outs me. They, you know, I see them on the street. I just say hello. Um, of course, I haven't seen anyone on the street for two years because of quarantining. Um, but anyway, plan of action. Um, that is a phenomenal tool. I was at the World Service Business Conference when they tried to introduce another tool called the plan of exercise. And it was so hotly debated and it was defeated much to my dismay because I thought it was a very important tool. And thank God it was defeated because they came back with a plan of action, which is so much wider than a plan of exercise. And it explains it so beautifully. And I'm sure you hear it occasionally when you read a tool at each meeting um, that this is- reminder, two minutes remaining. Thank you so much. This is, along with working the steps on a daily basis, an action plan may incorporate use of the other OA tools to bring structure, balance, and manageability into our lives. This meant, this tool was invented after I found my abstinence, but it has strengthened it so much um, because it's so much bigger than what I'm gonna eat today. Although I plan that, I make sure I have my foods available, um, but it does include exercise when I can force myself to do that. It does include all the other tools. It shows me the big picture that I cannot remain in recovery just by following a plan of eating. That's being on a diet. I cannot be in recovery without giving service, as much service as I can. Excitingly, I'm on the World Service Business um, Conference. There's a conference to approve literature committee. And I'm on that committee again for the second year in a row. And it means that I have the precious honor of seeing what other people have submitted to be incorporated into our literature and helping to select those writings that are of greatest help to the greatest number of um, us, including me. So um, literature, I can't, I can't function without it because it's the instruction manual. The big book is the instruction manual and our OA 12 and 12, the instruction manual on how to work the steps. But I didn't get it. I didn't get, was it, get what a step was. So this was my instruction manual. And the wonderful thing about OA is that you never have to know what your higher power is or understand what your higher power is. You use these and you are living a life that's incorporated higher power because you are surrendering everything that you used to do instead and replacing it with everything I need to live now. I didn't have an instruction manual then. I was lost. I couldn't go on with life because I had no life. And today I will tell you that this will be your guide as long as you have a sponsor doing this with you. Um, and that will teach you how to use the program and teach you how to be abstinent. Thank you so much. And those that are not abstinent, do not give up hope. Try it with your sponsor. Try this pamphlet with your sponsor. And I think that you can't fail to recover. Thanks for letting me share.